Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. So you were at the uh, the players this year. Take us through what things were like at the players when you when you found out the season was going to be suspended. Yeah, it was a it was a crazy really Wednesday and Thursday. You know, there's those few days where everything just seemed to unravel so quickly. I mean, globally, really, just let alone the golf world. But, um, you know, Wednesday, we just kind of started hearing the inklings of, of, you know, the other sports starting to shut down. And then Thursday, we said we'd have some fans, but no fans on the weekend. And then Thursday was just kind of an eerie day. It just, you know, no one was high-fiving or signing autographs. Fans were kind of there but they were quiet and it just was this was a strange day so i was the last group off of one and we actually got to 18 and it was pretty dark out so uh they blew the horn after we teed off and you have the option of finishing or um or completing the hole and so i basically got up to my number and had a nice seven iron so i was like ah, even though it's dark out i know where the pin is and i can I'm feeling good about my swing. So I hit a, I hit a nice shot in there, like 10 feet and I got up to the green and, and I mean, it was too dark to hit the putt and I could come back in the morning where the greens would be cut. So I just, I put two tees in the ground and marked my ball and, you know, we went home had a quick dinner and, um, going to bed and it's literally 10, it was like 10 o'clock and we get a text from the tour saying shut down tomorrow, come clear out your locker and go home. So I never got, Never got my keys back. <laughs> Still in the green there. And uh, we all you know, ran to the airports the next morning and flew home, and that was it. But it was a surreal, surreal like 12 hours there. Oh, I bet. I, I think next year they've got to let you at least finish off that. Part. I know. I know. Yeah. I wanted to birdie on the last. <laughs> so, so what was the break like uh, from golf from your perspective, and what were you up to during the time that you had off? Sure. Well, out in Phoenix, Arizona, everything stayed open for most of the quarantine. Um, and, you know, golf-wise, it, it was really great because the weather, it was a time of the year where the weather was great out in Phoenix. And, like, the course I play at was open. I was able to take my son out there a lot. Uh, we had great family time at home. We we did, you know, Zoom church calls. We did, uh, uh, you know, a few, like, pool parties with friends. But, you know, just tried to have small get get togethers but uh try to do our part to social distance and and be smart about things but uh, honestly it was just really good family time i normally would have been away so i would just try to enjoy it as you start to hear that the pga tour is getting ready to to resume play or at least put some protocols in for resuming play what were your initial thoughts as you started to get that information from the tour uh, as they were getting ready to get things back and running sure well, I, I'm honestly just so darn proud of the tour, our player council, the player board, like the work that we put into uh, making this happen was immense. I mean, the the hours, the phone calls, um, Zoom calls. I mean, it, it's neat. Honestly, I'm really proud of the tour and golf because we work together to make it work. And you're just, you know, I know the other sports have different scenarios and, you know, they're more on top of it, using the same ball, you know, more contact with each other. We're, we're fortunate to be outside and kind of, you know, try and make the bubble small. But at the same time, we work together, player and organization, hand in hand, hand in hand to make this work. 
And, um, and I mean, last week, we have to take this week by week. There's, there's no doubt about that. But last week was, it was a great start. Um, everything was as planned. Everyone followed protocols, you know, pretty much to a T and we had a great charter over, over here and everyone was wearing their masks and stayed apart. And I mean, we just love the game and love to be able to compete and we're doing all I can to try and put a great product out for our fans and, and sponsors. And, uh, it's been off to a good start. Was there anything in when these guidelines first came out that, that maybe made you hesitant to resume playing or, or were you as, as soon as those regulations were out, you, you felt you guys were ready to go out there? Yeah, I, I sat down with my wife and asked her how comfortable she was. Um, I think, I think more of our concerns was getting to the tournaments, you know, airports and, uh, you know, restaurants, et cetera, as we're on the road. And, but, uh, honestly, once we're in the bubble, as they call it, uh, it feels pretty darn safe. I mean, we, we're doing a ton of testing, daily fever checks. Um, I mean, I think I've been tested four or five times in the last, you know, eight, nine days. So, uh, you know, we're, we're really, I think going above and beyond to do all we can and, and try and keep, keep uh, positives to a minimum and hopefully not at all, to be honest. So. There's been a lot out there about what the, the testing process is like from, from you having gone through it. What, what is it like being tested for this? It's not that big a deal. Um, we have two different tests. One is a saliva test, which is really pretty, pretty easy to spit in the small vial you shake up the spit with some blue liquid and you throw it in a bag and they test it. You get it back 24 hours later. Um, the nasal swab, it gets up there pretty, pretty high, pretty far. But uh, I mean, you just kind of hold your breath and wait about four or five seconds. Take, you know, go to, go to a happy place mentally and, it, and it's over. You know, you might have a few tears pop out after, but uh, it's really not that big a deal. So, so last week was the, the first week back on tour. Uh, outside of there being no fans, because that's an obvious difference, how, how did it compare to a, you know, a standard week out there on the PGA Tour? You know, for, from our side, once we're in the ropes, like doing our thing, um, it's, it's kind of, we're so focused on what we do. It's not, it's not a huge difference. The, the big difference is on the weekends, especially the final groups, um, Saturday and Sunday. And you just kind of feel bad for both sides, to be honest, because it's a ton of fun. That's honestly a big part of what we do. It, but I mean, I I love those those roars. I mean, Hartford, like what I did in fourteen there, coming down the stretch, like the, the fans were a huge part of that. So um, that's that's what we're missing right now. But at the same time, the TV ratings are huge. The uh, you know, I think the, the 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 fans appreciate we're out there playing and they have something to watch that's live. And, uh, you know, we just want to keep on rolling. One thing that, that I found interesting when you, when you watch those, uh, the charity matches that we had on, uh, earlier, the players were carrying their own bags, uh, no, no caddies. And, and I know there was some yeah. talk at, at first when golf was coming back, you know, would caddies be allowed? How different of a game would it be had, you know, if your caddy wasn't allowed out there with you? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, we play quite a bit of golf without caddies. You know, you, most people just don't see it. It's when we're with our buddies and you're racing around in carts playing in two and a half hours at our home course and stuff. Honestly, we play pretty darn good when you, when you just, you don't overthink it. You just kind of rip it, and put it, see what you see right away. But uh, that being said, it, it just looks professional. It's traditional. It's uh, and they, and they help us out. You know, they're part of our team for sure. So 
It's, it's good to have him out there. What was it like playing in a fan-free environment this week? Uh, I've got. I know you mentioned it in Hartford what it was like coming down with the, with the fans from fourteen on. What's it like then playing without those fans there? The big difference is, you know, just not not hearing the the roars when you make the birdies or you do the crazy shots because a lot of times your competitors especially in the last group probably aren't rooting for you at that point so it's kind of like they're almost going the other way so it, it's just like there's almost a lack of energy on property i would say is is the biggest you notice but uh, i mean as last week showed the caliber of play definitely isn't diminished at all so what is it like uh, on some of these courses? Because I know we, we saw some shots this week where players might not have had to hit the ball from where it landed based on had there been, you know, a grandstand there or some bleachers there. How's the course setup been, uh, you know, at least last week, uh, different given some of the, the new uh, the new regulations there? It, it just appears a little different on our approach shots. Uh, last week, there are a few holes that were noticeable, but nothing crazy. This week at Hilton Head, actually, coming down the stretch, 16, 17, 18 look massively different from from our standpoint. 17 normally has a huge grandstand to the right. And you can actually see all the way out into the sound there and, and down 18 now, now on 17. And then the big one is on 18. You look out and all you see is the sound and grass and the lighthouse in the distance. It's really it's a gorgeous sight. But normally the whole right side of the green and the the background is all blocked by by grandstands so um it's really kind of a neat linksy type type look that we don't you know ever get here to be honest so i i know for these events without fans are really talking up how these events are made for tv and they, they've tried to introduce some things like whether it's players being mic'd up i, I know they had the confessional what, what are your thoughts on players getting mic'd up during a round out there but uh, I honestly think it's completely up to the players. I, I told them I'd be willing to give it a shot. I just wanted to practice with a with a battery box in my pocket, you know, Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, but I think Jim Nance made a statement that Ricky was like the only one who who was open to doing it. And I wasn't. Uh, I'd say maybe he was one of the top five, you know, the top players that, that said he wasn't interested in doing it but a, a number of us said we would be willing to at least give it a shot but to just expect someone to you know kind of change their uh you're kind of changing your uniform for the day and playing with something you're not accustomed to is is a lot to ask for for some guys for some others it might not be a big deal but um they just i wouldn't say you can you can't force anyone to do it that's for sure but if they want to i think it's good for the game and it's probably good for the uh for the fans to kind of see what we're talking about with our with our caddies and pick up some good insight. How how are you liking the the new schedule? The what the way these events have now been rescheduled. Uh, you know whether it's events being postponed that have, that are now showing up on the calendar, new dates. What's that like from you? Because because I've got to feel like you're you're kind of used to that same schedule. You know you know at this time of the year we're going to be playing here, and and that's been changed a bit. So what's that like uh, from a player's perspective? Yeah. Um, I, I was I was I was really surprised and well, I say pleasantly surprised. It just personally, some of my favorite events, you know, stayed on the schedule between Colonial, Hilton Head, and Hartford. That's like my dream starts. Three of my favorite favorite weeks of the year. So, I, but I wasn't surprised too. There's such great tournaments, great tournament directors and and sponsors that, uh, and and also like the location was a big part too. I mean, clearly, you know, going up to New York, especially with the early results from the pandemic it, it just wasn't a realistic scenario so 
um, you know, we're just kind of, I think, taking a week by week. The, the, the tournaments we have are have been have been great so far, and, and I know everyone's excited going forward. The biggest uh, the biggest uh, change, and I, and I think it's just going to be great for golf, is this fall. By that you look at that schedule and the FedEx Cup followed by majors and just you know hopefully Ryder Cup. I mean, it's just like it's going to be an epic fall of, of tournaments, and um, you know, I think it's just going to be great viewership for our fans coming up uh you know later in the later in the fall i've got to ask you are you going to feel a little more relaxed coming into hartford here coming off off of a standard pga tour event versus coming off the u.s open i always feel relaxed going into hartford it's just my my favorite course on on the tour so i i look forward to that that's the first one i commit to every year when i look down down the commitment list pga tour so how big of an opportunity do you think this is for golf right now? You know, really being the only major sport out there, especially here in the United States, to, to really have have a chance to either, you know, bring in new fans, fans who, who are just looking for sports content out there. How, how big of an opportunity is it for golf right now? Yeah, no, it's huge. There's no doubt about it. It's huge. Uh, we've heard, like I said, the, the ratings last week were terrific. Um you know the the social media stuff coming out. I, I, it just, like I said, I'm just I'm proud of the tour. I'm proud to be a part of it. Uh, honestly, you know they they just they were so great working with through all this this craziness in in the world right now. And and I think we just both had each other's backs. Um, so so much through all this that, that we were able to you know find a way to put out a great product. And like I said, it's gonna we know it's gonna be slow moving and week by week, but we had a great start and um you know hopefully we can just keep riding this till uh you know till next season and hopefully get through all this crazy stuff and i'll get you out of here on this one you you and larry fitzgerald are are, are the dream team out there are you guys ready to uh take on tiger and peyton uh in our next uh tv event yeah we would smoke those guys come on <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it Kevin, I really appreciate the time and uh, really look forward to seeing you back out here on the course uh, in Hartford in, in a yeah, couple of Yeah, my pleasure. Yep, look forward to getting up there. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at CT Scoreboard Pod, the host at Jared Cutler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.